Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. I am one of your very lovely co-hosts, Mark Wheaties, and I am joined by Josue Cardona. Hello. And Link Keller. Yo. All right, Josue. It's your turn this week, I think. I think you're the one who said, who like shoved Lara's idea. You're like, no, 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 that's next week. I want to do this. Lara has no power here. <laughs> so uh, I've been reading a fiction book for the first time in a long time. I, I, I'm doing the whole Goodreads reading challenge thing. I, I said, I'm going to read a book a, a week. I'm going to do 52 this year. And so far, I'm ahead of schedule, according to Goodreads. But that's because I'm, I mostly listen to to uh, nonfiction, which are often shorter than than some fiction books. But I'm I'm on my first fiction book of the year. But wanted to read it for a while, and it just it it reminded me of that one time that I said on here that uh, Ready Player One was one of my favorite novels and Link just looked at me with such judgment and disappointment. And it just, <laughs> it just, it just hurt so much to be rejected so hard by one of my best friends. And it just, oh, the yucking of my yum was so painful. I, I do admit to that. I, I did I yucked I yucked that yum pretty hard. Um, Even I'm pretty sure I apologized at the time, but for the record, I apologize. It was not kind or understanding of me to yuck that yum. Um, it just hurts so much. See, it, I, I think s- I, I think still I could... don't like Ready Player One, but I've actually through you and our conversations have come to appreciate what it is, which is, is very valuable in our conversations. So right, it's like I get the critique. I don't disagree with the with the critique, but I, but this is part of what I want to get to um, later on, which is you know like we can like books for different reasons and. Like this isn't a book, but I remember watching rewatching Back to the Future recently, and thinking Marty sucks as a character. <laughs> He's a real stinker. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And there's so many right movies where I'm like, I enjoy this movie, but when I try to look at it as like, oh, do I like these characters? So many times, like, no, not at all, right? And I'm all about the world building. I want to know. I want to know what the magic system is like. I want to know what the technology is. I want to know, you know, the culture how things work that's that's something that i enjoy so like ready player one is a nostalgia fest <laughs> like i could, it was it was like a dream come true to imagine all of these things happening at one time i don't i i like at the time i was so excited about that i wasn't even paying attention to the the narrative of the you know like the tropes that this this um character is going through but going back to the uh, rejection and the triggering of my abandonment issues, um, Pylan Keller, <laughs> um, I, 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 that's one of the reasons why we do what we do. Like the origin story of geek therapy is all about that. It's about having people, you know, and, and, in usual context of what we're talking about, right? In in some kind of therapeutic relationship, some kind of intimate relationship where something that you 
that you like and you really appreciate is is rejected. So I want to kind of jump into a few different things. One is just overall, why is reading good for you? <laughs> right? Just the, like the the basic um, the basics on that. Just so I know that it's not happening anymore. I don't think where people are like, oh, books are rot your brain, you know, but, <laughs> but that used to be a thing. That used to be a thing, you know, and I have had um, clients and I, I, I know people who, you know, that kid who's reading books while walking down the street, you know, like you can't get them. Yep. You can't get them out of, of the book because they, they love it. And then if it gets to that point, some people are like, oh, you know, why don't you be more social or why don't you put the book down and go play with a ball and say, ah, oh, nah, I'd rather read my book. So there is still that kind of, you know, uh, rejection that can happen. So I want us to talk about how to like, just be mindful of, of, you know, don't yuck yums. <laughs> and then on the other end of that, Hey, here are some, some actual real, um, benefits to to just reading in general and then also in between there those two <laughs> we can like books for different reasons like a, a book can have problematic aspects and, and but or just suck in in certain um senses right it's like oh the writing literally typos and <laughs> misspellings and the grammar's uh bad but you're like yeah but like i, I really enjoyed it you know, like you can enjoy it or it can be meaningful to you. So that's that's kind of very simply explained <laughs> topic for today. So for the, this one's for the book lovers out there. All right. <laughs> um, do you guys do you guys read a lot? Uh you know, when when I was younger, I used to read like all the time. Um it was always a thing where usually whenever the power would go out and cause the power would usually be out for a couple of days. Sometimes, um, I would just immerse myself in books. Um, I would, I would often like stay up late and read a book. And then my mom would come in at like midnight and be yelling at me, telling me to go to bed. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just one more chapter. Um, but as I got older, I stopped reading as much. Um, I think it's just once I got introduced to the world that is PC gaming that dominated my free time. Um, and as I got more and more into video gaming, um, I just kind of turned away from books. And I think it was also just like a bit of a burnout too. With like, you know, growing up, I had a lot of those expectations of like, well, I'm, you know, I was the smart I was a smart child. I was the one that was always doing well. So I was doing a lot of these more academic things. And by the time I was like a junior in high school, I just kind of got burnt out of it. I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to read anymore. Um, but I'm slowly starting to get back into reading. Um, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times already, but um, my wife and I, we um, tend to read a book together. Um, right now we're reading a book called Wayward um, for like one of our book clubs. So we're reading that together, which is nice. It's, it's I think having somebody there to share the story with and also how to have discussions with um, about the story is, is a nice thing for me because it helps keep me engaged because I'm very picky with my books. 
um if i if a book doesn't catch me right away then i get bored with it and then i just kind of throw it off to the side and say yeah yeah i'll finish that later and then i never finish it <laughs> i have uh, a plethora of books in my bookshelves that i've started and have never finished you don't have to finish them dnf them it's not that like i it's not like i've just like said like no i don't want to finish this book um i know it's just that like it's like oh i'll get back to it i'll get back to it and then i just don't i don't I get back to it i, I just forget about it and then i forget where i leave off and i don't want to start all over again i know mark i know what you mean <laughs> rough how's wayward so far it's pretty good um it's it's kind of it's a different thing for me because I'm I'm very much a person that likes um, when it's clearly defined in terms of like how the story is I like it being more like continuous and linear feeling like it's more f- smooth and this book it it tells three different stories um, and each chapter it switches between the three main protagonists but they're also in different time periods like one is set in 2019 one is set in like 1942 and the other one is set in like the 1600s but they're all connected because they all have the same lineage so like they're all related they're all descendants of each other um but like it tells each of their different stories and like how they're connected to um the the theme that i'm pulling from so far because we're only like a quarter of the way into the book um but the connecting theme seems to be nature they're these three um characters are very in tune with nature so i'm interested i'm excited to see how it turns out at the end so what do you like about it other than how it resembles assassin's creed (laughs) 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 you know i didn't i didn't think about the assassin's creed link right there but you you might have a point there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah for a moment um, i was like what are you is, is what is he talking about now <laughs> but the thing is true? is that like it's not like she's like the it's not like they're reliving it it's just like this is how all these people are like they're across connected in, in some way shape or form yeah across generations of like you know they're rediscovering their their heritage or their lineage things like that um yeah but i think what i like about it is it's it seems like very much like a like a historical fiction and like a like a typical fiction like um slice of life fiction Mm -hmm. but it's it's giving this more magical sense to it so it's it's like giving you a little bit of fantasy as well so it's like accurate to the time periods like when it switches to the character in the 1600s like it uses old english and it'll use old english spellings of everything too so sometimes it's a little difficult for me to like like wait how, how do you say this word i don't know what this word means um but like the the way the language will change it makes it it, it kind of helps like pull you into what time period it is and seeing the puzzle pieces slowly start fitting together as to how this overall story is panning out from 1600s to 2019 and how it's all relevant together. I think that's what I'm liking about it. It's like, it's giving you puzzle pieces and you're slowly starting to put it together yourself. Whether as in some, like a lot of the other books that I typically like to read, it's kind of like a movie and you're just kind of watching it. Like you can, yeah, I mean, I can't visualize it, but I imagine (laughs) people that are reading it can visualize what is happening and can see it playing out in their head like a movie. (laughs) Aphantasia, just so hard. It it really is. (laughs) Link, 
Do you like books? I fucking love books, dog. <laughs> a book fiend. I know. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw a TikTok recently that was like, uh, okay, so there are book worms, mm-hmm. and they are voracious readers. They're always reading something new, love to read, and then there are. <laughs> There are book dragons, <laughs> which hoard books, and I am coming to terms with the fact that I am pretty evenly balanced in those two. Um, Does that mean that you buy a lot of them? You buy I more buy, than you read? I, I buy a lot of books. and uh, Wow. Okay. I've lived here uh, two years now. I've lived in this house, and then like two and a half years that I've been up in Washington State. Um, when I moved up here from Santa Cruz, like I had, I had moved a whole bunch in the years prior to that. And so it was constantly like thinning out my book collection so that it's feasible to actually move, um, into a new place. And it's like, every time I move to a new place, it's like, oh, I'm all settled in. I have my books on my bookshelf again. Time to buy more there's there's a single empty space on my bookshelf i'm gonna go to the bookstore oops i bought eight books i guess i better get another bookshelf (laughs) now there's so much empty space on this bookshelf i better buy more books um fucking love books uh (laughs) i did definitely um while i was in grad school i pretty much stopped reading for fun because Mm. i was reading textbooks and and countless articles uh and my peers online journal posts and shit so i was like i was reading a ton but it wasn't like for fun and enjoyment though i did often enjoy and have fun reading that stuff but i definitely uh inherited my parents love of fantasy genre and so i have a ton of fantasy books i still read a bunch of fantasy books expanded a little bit i'm trying to get um more into sci-fi stuff uh more recently Mm. um and horror because i love it but i have found that like horror genre for books isn't really like its own thing it's like fantasy with horror elements or sci-fi with horror elements or historical fiction with horror elements and so there's uh it's been interesting getting more into horror genre and sort of figuring out like okay what what actually makes this its own genre and not just like we put a scary thing in this other thing um which is pretty fun Hmm. but uh yeah i've um I just finished a book yesterday, so What's I'm it currently. It, it, it is called "How to Sell a Haunted House." That book sucks, and you're a terrible person for reading it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How's it, it feel? feel? Great. How does it but feel? I, yeah. Also, it's not. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, no, it, it was okay. It was okay. I enjoyed it. I like haunted house stories. Um, I had just. Uh, purchased and finished reading another book by the same author, uh, Grady Hendrix, called Horror Store, Mm. S-T-O-R, and the O has the two dots above it because it is a uh, ghost story that takes place inside of an Ikea-type business. And 
that one was really good. I really liked that one. Um, How to Sell a Haunted House was uh, not as good. Still enjoyable. Not as good. I liked Horror Store a lot more. Um, and then I'm about to start the next book on my on my TBR shelf, which is legitimately a separate shelf from my other bookshelves because it was in one cubby on my on my cube shelf, and it got too full, so I bought another shelf for just my two to be read books, unhinged. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the next one on my on my shelf is. Um, a beautifully foolish endeavor, I think, is what it's called. It is the the sequel to Hank Green's debut novel, an absolutely remarkable thing, which I read last year. And I, th- I think I briefly mentioned it on the podcast. It's about first contact aliens. It's very cool. It's got like vaguely video gamey elements, which I really enjoy. So I'm interested to see how the sequel is. I hope it holds up. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, what you didn't you didn't tell us what book that you are reading oh the one i'm reading right now is called babel by what babel b-a-b-e-l by um rf kuang and it's i'd heard very good things about it on book talk (laughs) and uh it sounded very interesting because it has a lot to do with languages so the main characters all speak multiple languages and actually the magic system in the in this world it works around languages and translation and i I never read a book where language was like the main thing it was great have you ever read snow crash i have not read snow crash holy shit dude that book is gonna just blow your skirt up you're gonna love that book you should definitely add that to okay. your list i yeah. think you will really really enjoy snow crash I've, I've, I've been recommended snow crash but never in the context of like what i was talking about for this other book <laughs> there's overlap also a fair amount of overlap with ready player one so how with uh-huh. ready player how with ready player one Snow Crash is a sci-fi oh. book about a. Um, no, no, I got you. I got you. No, no, uh, I thought like you a, meant between a VR world. Yeah, no, no, I knew. That. I thought you meant with between Babel and and oh, Ready Player One. I was I like, I haven't read. What? I don't know how. That one, but <laughs> there, I yeah. think there's probably overlap. But yeah. uh, Snow Crash okay. seems like it would it would bridge those two books, and you would really enjoy it. I I will knock it up on my list. I will put it up higher on the on the list. Um. Look, the main character's name is Hero Protagonist. And if that doesn't get you just a little <laughs> intrigued all on its own, I don't know what will. <laughs> Look, there's a there's a lot uh the book has come up a lot, but I've I've just not just not done it. Again, it's hard for me to like, get into fiction and I'm trying. I even um I too like the idea of books. I too uh wouldn't mind having more books um on a shelf. <laughs> that i might never read um i i joined a subscription service for uh books now right where and not like columbia house back in the day where you just (laughs) order a whole bunch of books right um the one i joined is illumicrate and so it yeah 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 and so it's got (gasps) it's got some cool stuff in it and then you never know what book it is yeah but the books look beautiful they're so beautiful and 
a part of that, I was like, ooh, at least I'll look good on my shelf. (laughs) 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 But I like the idea of like, okay, so many people are getting this book as a surprise and you can read it and, and, you know, you can join the community or not. I I like, you know, um, I'm on book talk now. So, you know, gotta, gotta, it's like a a low stakes book club because Mm -hmm. it's like, there's a built in community of people who, you know, all just got that book and maybe reading alongside you, but it's like, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to go to Nancy's house and drink wine, uh, and try and ignore, uh, her 18 dachshunds barking in the back room. (laughs) <laughs> this is a fun skit. I don't know what I'm doing know. here. I don't know about you, but I think about the dachshunds. Uh, it makes Forget it harder to, to talk about books when you're getting all the puppy love. You're getting jumped by puppies? We, you know, Geek Therapy yeah, had a, a book club. Crate is really cool. Yeah, we had a book club for, for a while. It was like a Patreon exclusive thing that we used to do at GT. It did not last very long. Oh, and yeah, it was all that. nonfiction. Um, but it was, and I think the last month we actually did a video game. So it was more of a media club <laughs> at that point. Um, always want to go back to that. I think it, I think it's, it's, it would be fun, but yeah, so I'm reading Babel. I'm, I'm subscribed to, to some books and again, I actually have a, I have a scribd subscription, which is like a, a Netflix for books and I just canceled mine for script. Yeah. And then I have Audible and I have multiple library cards. And so Hell yeah, libraries. Oh Woo. yeah. But I mean, Woo. it's like it's almost like I don't know, when COVID happened, people caught on and now the waiting lists for for books are way longer than they used to be. Uh so so it's harder. So I I actually I end up I used to always just check the library first. Now I sometimes I think I've gotten to the point where I don't even check anymore. Like I check script first, and if it's not there, then I'll go to Audible. Yeah, and if it's not an Audible, then I'll check and I'll get the ebook version, and then have my my phone read it to me <laughs> in a somewhat robotic voice because we're in the future, <laughs> nice. and and I enjoy that. Yeah, so I've got a few. I mean, there's there's a few books that I want to read. Um, that are like have been popular in the last year or so. We we, we talked about a few um, about the a trilogy that I really want to read. Um, it starts with Gideon the Ninth, right? That's the first one in the mm-hmm. series. Yeah. What's the trilogy called? It is called the Locked Tomb series because it was supposed to be a trilogy, and the author did it. Oops. Uh, and so there, the fourth book is coming out um, <laughs> probably next year. Got it. Uh, but yeah, the Locked Tomb series. Love it. Uh, I talked about it on the podcast before. I sent a copy to a friend that I had posted, noted, and, and highlighted lines and stuff. And I sent it to her. And she's almost done reading it. She totally loves it. I'm just so chuffed about that. Like, <laughs> I checked in like today. And I was like, hey, how's that going? And she's like, oh, I love it. I'm almost done. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. I is I, I'm writing a, a high of recommending books to people, and mm-hmm. then them reading it and being like, "I fucking loved that book. Thank yes. you." <laughs> so, what what is it about that book? And you said it's it's like are those your favorite? Is that your favorite series of books at the moment? Uh, right now, yeah, probably. Why? Um, ooh, uh, okay. So we've we've talked about this before. A sort of 
loose framework um, of how people engage with books, stories, is um, people either really enjoy characters, they really enjoy plots, or they really enjoy world building. Mm -hmm. And obviously, people enjoy all of them. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, which one's your first place pick, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it's characters and then world building. Um, <laughs> and the characters in Gideon the Ninth are great because mm -hmm. it's, um, uh, <laughs> uh, there's lesbians, mm -hmm. there's sword fighting, there's magic necromancer users, there's, there's women who are, are really mean. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then it's the the first book is got like a sort of mystery escape room element to it which i i really enjoy because there's like almost a puzzle aspect to it where you're like trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on um the series gets exponentially more confusing um in that way uh yeah. but in in a way that i really enjoyed and was like fun to like chew over and read people's theories and i got um jessica to read the series and so getting to talk with her about it i got my yeah. friend uh jet read gideon and shelby is reading or finishing gideon now and then my friend remy we listened to it uh audio gideon the ninth on audiobook together and so it's like having somebody to like share like what do you think is going on here like who yeah. do somebody's doing murders who do you think who the murderer <laughs> is like what's going on what's the secret to this locked door like ooh, ooh. <laughs> um and so there is something very enjoyable about having that and because the books are new um but a couple of years out there is like a fandom built built around it already and so getting yeah. to just sort of like look up like what are people saying and you know what are the main theories that people have and you know who does the community really love and who do they love to hate and yeah. all that stuff and it's really fun mm -hmm. to engage with that i haven't really gotten that much into uh, a book's fandom since uh, Game of Thrones when I was spending an unhealthy amount of time in the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. Um, <laughs> this is truly torturous. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, really, I, I really love the characters is the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I want you to go... all this extra stuff exactly, goes with exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Why do you like it? Characters and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> why do you like it well there's a sword wielding lesbian who's very snarky and a little bit stupid and that turns out is my type mm -hmm. um <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so i and and i wanted to ask you about the book specifically because when when mark said that like the book that he's reading is like a puzzle i was like i think that's an element of of you know like trying to figure out what's happening and at least, I mean, I thought I felt that that was like one of the things that I liked about Ready Player One, also, which was like, oh, there's like these, it was a puzzle. It was that there was multiple the puzzles. There's these multiple they puzzles. Were, they yeah. were solving puzzles. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and that was fun to to go through. I I once wrote about how Game of Thrones was like I forgot the the term from the research, but it was like it was like cognitively engaging because 
because of the cognitive load like you needed to you were keeping track of so many characters across so many different places yeah like mark your example right you're across different timelines right like a, mm -hmm. a time period yeah the three characters in the three different timelines yeah but in but in like game of thrones it's like got the whole world <laughs> and all these you wow. got this huge cast of characters and they're traveling right from one place to another and i know there you know there are other like epic stories like that but just i i think that that's part of the the fun of it right it's like then you do have to that's when you're going into wikis and you're asking questions and you're taking notes because you're like wait a minute <laughs> one, one of the really fun things about engaging with a song of ice and fires fandom is because that's where people got really into the nitty-gritty of like in this chapter this character sees this event and then in the next chapter we get a different character's viewpoint and how do you cross-reference those and yeah. to try and figure out like what's actually happening who is being you know it's like the character says something as like objective fact and you're all like mm, hold on now there a little <laughs> second now i think that that was an emotional response from this character and it's like oh you caught me i have trauma uh, <laughs> and getting to sort of pull on those threads and figure out how all of these pieces sort of tapestry wove together at the same time is like really getting emotionally invested in in characters and then being afraid that something bad is going to happen to them because nobody's that safe. happens a lot. <laughs> Nobody is safe. Um, well, very few people are safe. Um, and so that was a lot of the enjoyment is having the different perspectives. Like I grew up really loving the Animorph series, which I've actually started rebuying to have my own collection <laughs> i'm out of control um but the thing with the animorph books is each book has a different point of view character of the the six teens in the group and so it's like very much like preparation for fantasy novels as i got older is reading is like sort of figuring out like which character is telling a story to you changes the way that you understand the story and then like extrapolating that and applying it to a real life and being like oh shit people have individual point of views <laughs> and i don't have all the contextual information to understand where they're coming from completely so i have to do a lot of guesswork um it's good stuff I, it's interesting the other day i saw a tiktok about animorphs and Fucking love animorphs and the person said that Pretty much like every book was written by like they there were multiple authors that wrote the books right because they wanted to write more and more of them and so some yeah. of them felt very disconnected from others right like the, the but but i was like oh but then like why were they so popular and and my thought is like one maybe the characters but just like that world right the fact that these this Absolutely. this was happening like who cares who writes it you know i mean that's how i am with i don't know like, like star wars right now right like there's novels and there's comic books and there's tv shows and movies and they vary greatly from i mean i guess marvel is the same thing right like people are just invested in that world so much that mm -hmm. it's cool you can you can explore different different creative perspectives um and different formats even and different genres even because i think both both of those both star wars and and um mcu mcu <laughs> i was like i was just talking about it whoa what is it um yeah and the and the marvel movies they all have uh 
that, right? Like, oh, this is more like a thriller. This one's a comedy. Yeah. We haven't had like a, you know, like a sitcom and a romance yet, but we're, I'm sure those are just. I mean, WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision did it a little bit. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, it was. It was a sitcom for the first (laughs) four four episodes. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Um, Animorphs. I used to watch the TV show. Never read the books. <laughs> I I used to I read. I used to. Oh, so so you said something about like the collecting of the books, mm-hmm. which I I think I think in every hobbyist fandom, like you get to that dragon level, and you start buying more than you can possibly read, play, consume, build, whatever it is. Um, I usually get to that point with stuff that I'm that I'm super into. Uh, and every time I'm like, not again, <laughs> not, not again. <laughs> but so I used to, I used to read, uh, the goosebumps books. Like oh, I just yeah. wanted like, and I collected them all that I, but at some point, like, I don't remember if I actually read them all. I remember being so proud of that bookshelf. <laughs> it was the, like the only collection of books that I, that I collected, but I it's, don't, I don't like- remember if I it's like know. achievements, right? <laughs> no way, yeah. It's like it doesn't really mean anything, but you feel accomplished. You did it. But but you caught them all. <laughs> so so yes in a completionist sense, but like if we're talking about a series, but if we're talking about like just different like for example my Steam library is ridiculous. Right? I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play that." I'm like, I don't know. I, I I've played five percent of the games i have and i don't mean like finish them i mean like just even played just them. installed and open yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep i have run program on yeah and i'm like oh, no, i percent of the games i'm I gonna own. i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna try it out i mean and, and that's one of those things where it's it's because steam sales are really cheap and you get free codes and all this kind of stuff but it's like i'm never i wouldn't even know where to start if i wanted to play like just random stuff that i didn't know about because I stick with the with the ones that I do know, so I'm curious to see how this Illumicrate thing goes with the books. I'm, I'm legit kind of jealous. Illumicrate did a uh, locked tomb set, mm. and the books are so beautiful. They've got like the hardcovers themselves have like a embossed image on them and then the the sleeve cover is double-sided so there's like the normal print cover and then if you turn it over it's got like a really cool artist picture um, and like the gold edges on the pages and i'm like fuck i want that and it's like four hundred dollars on ebay and i'm like no so i'm uh they they just did that with the priory of the orange tree and the yeah. other book and the set is also looks so- really good they're so beautiful, and but I I got into the game too late, so now I'm watching like every single time. It's like I get an email. It's like, oh, what's a special edition? What's coming? Um, but yeah, I've, I've also checked on eBay, and the books are like three, four, five hundred dollars for the set. Oh. See, see, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've I I I am the the coalescence of all three of these things. Mm. I am a dragon. <laughs> Um, Link. What was the other one? Dragon. What was the Worm? other one? Bookworm. Uh, book, Bookworm uh, and book dragon. Yeah. yeah. Book. Yeah. I am. I was. I am both a 
bookworm, a book dragon, and a completionist uh, when it comes to my my most beloved series, guys. <clears throat> Percy there Jackson. Oh, no, yeah. Now, no. here, guys, let me let me tell you guys a thing or two. <laughs> Do you have um, more than one set? Yes, oh, I have the original art. I love art. to I, hear that. <laughs> I have I have the original um the original set um and i've then bought the the updated artwork box set for the original series and then i i think they did a third like rendition it's like more old school type art more retro i think and i want it so (laughs) bad (laughs) because i started rereading it um because my first my original ones they're 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 gone. They're, I touch them. They're going to disintegrate. So they're not leaving the shelf. Um, so I started rereading. And when I reread them, I was reading through the box set. So now they're a little, you know, they're used lovingly. And so now I just need a, a third set just for the beauty. Mm-hmm. Just for the beauty. Mm-hmm. And this this is what drives me. This is what drives me crazy. For the, se- for the sequel series... I have all five books and only one of them is paperback. The rest are all hardcovers and it drives me nuts. I cannot find the hardcover Ew. version of this book for to, to save my life. I cannot find it anywhere. It drives me. Which one? Which one? Which one are you missing? The Mark of Athena. Mark of Athena. And is there, the Mark is there just the two? Is there the original? trilogy and then the sequel series or no this man has written a lot of books How many other? um well in terms of the percy jackson universe mm-hmm. there is the original trilogy the original series which is five okay five then we have the sequel series which is another five mm-hmm. then there's a crossover between a trilogy he wrote and the percy jackson series so that's three okay and now, and then there was a whole other series focusing on Apollo, but it's still set in Percy Jackson's world. That's another five. <laughs> so 18. And he's coming out with a second sequel series that's now returning to just Percy. And that is coming out, I think, next year. Uh, it's Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods. And I think this is like the last he's going to write. Uh-huh. Oh, and I think he mm-hmm. wrote. I think he just wrote a book now about Nico and Will. So that's nineteen twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's twenty. That are that's that's out right now. And he's he's. It's a series. He announced that and it's a whole and the the, the Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods. That's that's going to be his last <laughs> Percy series. That's just the first book of the series for now. Yes, that's coming out. <laughs> the series could go on for a while. Out next year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, then, then there's the Disney Plus show that I think is going to start coming out next year. Like, I, I just I own it. I've read it. I've reread it. I've reread those books. I don't know how many times. <laughs> it's just, mm, it just it, it, it's like that's that's my that's my uh, tr- my lot my lost treasure. So, so is is it easy for you to read? And I'm asking because oh, yeah. of the ADHD stuff. Like I cannot read anything. I can't like sometimes even subtitles. I'll just I'll fall asleep. Oh yeah, so. yeah. No, it, it's because because uh, the 
target audience is geared towards like middle schoolers at least like the original series is it's pretty it's 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 very fast paced but i since i can relate to percy because you're a middle the schooler. whole basis of <laughs> yes exactly because <laughs> you're you're uh the child of a greek god oh 100 yeah well hey you're not supposed to broadcast that um no it's because like they they um they they make it that because he has adhd and because he's dyslexic that's what makes him special that's what makes him unique because these skill like these what we would say are um disorders that's the source of their power that's what that's what that's what keeps them able to do the things like they say like the adhd no that's your 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 body has built in like combat like you're geared for combat so like that's what that's that's your reflexes that's going to keep you alive Hmm. when you have to fight is because you can't sit still and the dyslexia is like no because your brain can't it's harder for your brain to process english it's hardwired for for ancient greek so you can read ancient greek perfectly so so the books say these things um explicitly yes Yes. what okay and so then they go to the camp or to to hone those skills to refine them to uh you know obviously get better at using them but that's why a lot of them can that's why when they say like when demigods are like running away or on their way to the camp they have the natural ability to start fending off the monsters because of these built-in reflexes that they have so i think it's really cool that the main character is like it has adhd i have adhd and he's able to do all these cool things Hmm because of that and that's what's keeping him alive that's what that's what makes him unique and special in this world and of course being the son of poseidon but you know that's besides the point um how how old were you when you first read percy jackson i think because i i think i started reading it and then i didn't finish it when i was younger so i went back to it i think when i was like 14 15 Somewhere around there, I was in high. I was in high school, and I just picked it up because, you know, class took me there. You needed to pick a book. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give this a try, and then I just fell in love with it, and I, I like burned through that book so fast, and then I I was going through, and I finished the series, and so then when the second series, like when the sequel series came out, like I've been following it ever since. Like I I've gone to book events for some of the books as well and just like just constantly just staying up to date on it all like i follow him on uh twitter instagram all that stuff so i can always get the latest latest news (laughs) and all things percy jackson okay i I like this deep dive so so can you are you able to read other books just as easily like is reading not a problem no like i said like I, there are books that I can get into that are completely different than Percy Jackson. Don't get me wrong. Um, but for me, because of the, the attention part of it, the book needs to intrigue me. It needs to get me. Like It needs to yeah. pose something or get me to think about it enough for me to be like, I need to see what happens next and not just like skip to the end of the book and just like flip through and read the last page. Like No, I, I want to 
figure this out or I want to learn more about it. It needs to get me relatively quickly. If it if it doesn't have a good attention getter within like the first, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 pages, maybe 50. Yeah. Then I, I it's harder for me to get into it. Um, so like when Link and I did the Midnight Library, like when we did, like when we covered that book, I liked it because of the existential philosophical questions and and things that it was bringing up like the topics it was bringing up um because that's what i really enjoy um one book that Alyssa and i actually we decided to dnf it was bear town which on from what she had read on like goodreads and what she saw on book talk everyone loved the book I think we got like 70, 80 pages in and I was like, I have one, have no idea really what's going on. <laughs> Two, I, it is, this, this book is moving so, so like slower than molasses right now. Like I, I can't, I cannot do this. I, I got, I was bored and I remember like stopping in the middle of a page because my, 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 my train of thought just went completely somewhere else. I got preoccupied with that and she's like, she was like laying down and then she looked up at me and she's like, why'd you stop reading and i was like what we're oh. reading <laughs> i was like wait huh? what oh and i was like yeah no i i can't do this book do you do you read any nonfiction for fun i don't really have a whole lot of time for reading that's fair i do i Maybe. do really love that you and your wife read to each other i think that that's i said this last time but i think that's so romantic to, to have I that. think it's just her way of getting me to read again. But you read to each other or just with each like No, well, yeah, we'll well typically yeah, like I have like a little book light so like when she's laying down, we'll read like a chapter or two and then we'll put it away because I I'm not going to read ahead when, you know, she's sleeping. No, no but like you, the point is we're like reading this together. One of you will read out loud and the other one Yeah, listen? so like oh. like if I'm brushing my teeth, like if I'm in the middle of brushing my teeth getting ready for bed, she'll be reading out loud and then when she when like when i'm done and i'm like you know ready to get into the bed then i'll take over and then i start reading until she falls asleep and then i will finish the chapter put it down and then we'll we'll pick it up the next day usually my dear friends um and her partner uh have a thing where he makes breakfast and she reads to him while he makes breakfast i think that that's so sweet i love it so much So re- regarding the not finishing a book, mm-hmm. in terms compared to a movie or a TV show or a video game, like I feel like uh, in different in different mediums people deal with this differently. But our so, Mark, you will stop reading a book if you if you're not into it. Link, will you do that? Yeah. It took me, I, and I talked about this before. It <laughs> took me a long time to get to the point where I was. Uh, okay with bailing out of a book I wasn't enjoying. At this point, um, <laughs> uh, I'm like trading wrecks with people. And so it's like, I have, a, I have a bunch of like choice things. And then I have like a handful of books that I just saw at Goodwill and they're cheap. And I was like, well, I'll check it out. Um, haven't read them yet. <laughs> Though that is how I got um, the, the first Hank Green book is that was a Goodwill find. Um, that I saw and I was like, oh, Hank Green, I have mixed feelings about him. I wonder if his book is any good. And I looked at it. It's a it's a signed like first edition print. I was like, well, OK, you're coming home for me for three dollars. <laughs> Even if the book sucks, I'll just <laughs> sell it to someone else. But I actually really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. 
Wait, he's the one that wrote that one? But his brother writes books too, right? His brother does write books, and I have not read any... Oh, I've not read books? a single John Green book. Interesting. Yeah, I forget that Hank Green has written books. I think it's just the two, this this two series yeah. duology. Um, I don't... I He is probably going to keep writing. That There's fun to be had there but um yeah no that was very much like an ongoing joke he's like hank green no the other green um author <laughs> number two yeah um but yeah no that was that was a surprise find um but yeah so i haven't bounced out of a book recently because i've been mostly reading things that i really enjoy i'm trying to think what was the last time i had to like okay so <laughs> I am not great about reading nonfiction. I think it's really important and I try and do it, but um, it is harder for me to engage and set aside time to do that than it is for fiction books. Um, Last year I was reading Stamped from the Beginning, which is a tome about the history of racism coming into America and becoming the basis for everything in America. Um, Really important book, really interesting stuff, opened my mind to a lot of things I had no idea about, recontextualized a lot of information I did have. It was so hard for me to get through it. Um, (laughs) I rechecked it out from the library like three, four times. (laughs) It took me months to get through that book. but I do think it was like really important. So I was like, even though I was definitely hitting the point where in a fantasy book, I'd be like, I don't like this. I'm out. It was like, this is important. I need to commit to it. I'm, I'm going to finish this fucking book. I'm not returning you to the library without having actually got all the way to the end where the citation pages are. I'm getting there. Um, but that was definitely harder for me than with fiction, fantasy, sci-fi books. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I love the idea. I I just, learning is my fuel. So I'm constantly reading. um, Like if I I get interested in a topic, I'll read as many books as I can about it from different perspectives and authors. Usually by the time I get to the fourth one, I'm like, "Mm, I think this is good. (laughs) Um, I've learned enough. (laughs) I think, yeah, now we're all just saying the same things. Um, But I think, I I think my, like the, the attention span piece is that, in a nonfiction book, even though the entire book is obviously related to one topic or, or theme, every chapter is like dedicated to a particular idea where in fiction, there's a, there's a longer story unless it's like a series of short stories (laughs) and then that, and then that's okay. Um, But I, I think that's why it's easier for me to do a 16 hour nonfiction book that has, you know, every chapter is about an hour, but it's like a kind of a self-contained thought or they build on top of the other in a way that um, is different than a 16 hour novel where you can't just jump in the middle. (laughs) I think my, my thing is, is that when it comes to nonfiction books, like I'm not quite sure how to go about like, picking a nonfiction book like I, I understand like if I there's a particular topic that I'm interested in like look up books that are pertaining to the topic but like 
I don't I don't know like so, what would be there's a lot of bullshit out there so you're like awesome. not wrong to be kind of like so, oh how do I go about finding actually good stuff out here so like, exactly. go to link for recommendations of fiction books come to me <laughs> for recommendations of nonfiction books and I will um I feel like it's a superpower I'll have conversations with people and they'll bring up an idea and I'm like check out this book or read this one or consider this one um yeah so let me know what what you're curious about what's what's ailing you and i'll see if i can think of anything not right now don't put me on the spot but <laughs> oh, you know, oh you know i not right now the good thing you said that because i was just about to do that do it, what, what, do it do it what are you gonna okay gonna i was gonna say okay so i i um because of the midnight library it's it's peaking my my phil- my philosophy brain here mm-hmm. So I was interested in wanting to learn a little bit more about existentialism as a therapeutic practice and and a process in general, just to be, get even more familiar with it, get more acquainted with it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We got him. You got me. You got me. Yeah, no, that's like a textbook (laughs) thing. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of it. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, I know, like, if I wanted to look at, like, existentialism as a, as a philosophy, like, yeah, there's tons of philosophy books out there. Um, but again, it, like Link said, like, I know there's, there can be a lot of BS. So, like, how, like, I, you know, like, I could take the time and, like, find a book, look at the author and, and be like, okay, like, review the author, see, like, what are the credentials, things like that. But at the same time, it's like, that's a lot of work. It's, it's funny because if you, you read a novel and the author's bias comes through in a, in a way, but it's still like, it's still in, because of, of the narrative. It's like, I guess, you know, like you, you feel a certain way about it, but when it's a nonfiction book, like that's just someone's opinion on something. And I mean, and that applies across the board, right? Like even in the mental health space, you have books, people just have their own way of looking at the, at the world, literally theoretical orientations and then adaptations of that and interpretations of that. And looking at psychology research is amazing. <laughs> like don't read a, oh, what's this guy's name? The Stanford prison experiment, Zimbardo. Like don't read a Zimbardo book. <laughs> that guy, ugh, I mean, it's just his view of the world, but it's, all, it's also interesting to see to read a Zimbardo book just to see <laughs> how just some people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, you know, yeah, you're right. Female teachers have reduced masculinity somehow, and that has affected society. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a Zimbardo noise. book. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mark, I would suggest to you go to a library and ask a librarian because they have the good recs and they'll be able to point to something and be all like this is more in line what you're looking for of sort of like basic overview ideas not a textbook necessarily but like more broadly explaining ideas and then after that you're going to want to read this one which deep dives into that one thing that you're really <clears throat> into um or since I it's 2023 look librarians. i love i love librarians too or book talk there's a lot of great resources out there (laughs) but also it's 2023 so you can just ask chat gpt to explain existentialism (laughs) 
in the literary style of Rick Riordan. That's oh the name of it. Right? And <laughs> and actually you can take it one step further oh, and shit. say and say pretend you are Percy Jackson and talk to and and teach me about existentialism. I Look, actually, I've done. I want you to do this so much. I've done. I've <laughs> done stuff like this, right? Where, where, um, this is. I mean, this is. This is. I'm, let me just recap that. I think. I think we covered the things I wanted to cover. Right? It's like I wanted to take a deep dive into into books, like why they're meaningful, the different ways that people appreciate books. So, like, don't yuck people's yums, right? Like, there may be like we may like the same book even for completely different reasons, or dislike them for completely different reasons. Um. But this idea of engaging with community and and all of that, right? I mean, it, it applies the same for books as it does with um, with other stuff that we've talked about. Video game collector's edition, you know, that you just put on your shelf <laughs> is just like a, a really, really nice book binding um, and et cetera. But this idea of interacting with fiction through something like ChatGPT, like I was showing my niece what it like how this worked and she was like i don't know so her favorite character is ahsoka tano from star wars and i i told ChatGPT, uh, pretend that you're ahsoka tano and tell me the events of and i forgot what it was what story from your perspective and it did and like there's no there's that's not written anywhere <laughs> right like there is no um ahsoka's perspective um, on that, but it was a very interesting way to interact with, with, um, with a character in a world. I think that's so cool. I see. No. I, I love that. I think that's interesting no. as hell. I've been seeing TikToks about Chat Chat GBT where people ask it like actual information and for sources, and it makes up fake. Yep. Citations, yep. and so yep. I I'm obsessed with the idea of Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> teaching you about a philosophy that chat gpt makes up well, well it's that, like we're starting a whole new branch here guys new philosophy just dropped <laughs> well the, the funny thing like I, I recently did um i asked it to like help me write an email to justify going to a conference to to my supervisor and it did it, it it included everything that i wanted exactly how i wanted and i said you know like mention three um specific sessions that are that that might be relevant to this topic those he made up he those <laughs> it made up the three sessions completely made up and but it was so convincing though but but it's like it's little things like that right it's like it's little details that like it doesn't even have the information to pull from so like a detail like that it's um it, it just it just can't and but but i think that's the most fun thing about it is that it it is able to make things up. So when you look at it from that perspective and you tell it to write you a story or, you know, change the perspective on, I don't know, it's, it's pretty cool to see, to see how that, um, how that works. And it's reading, it's not a book, but <laughs> you could ask it to write you a book, which is, which is a whole other thing. Um, Chat GBT, will you do this year's NaNoWriMo? Oh, on my behalf in <laughs> the 50k words you can do that right easy but i mean but we are getting to the point now and this is again i think we're completely off topic at this point and we're wrapping up but but you could you can 
the easiest thing that we can do right right now is have it write a story for us, cater to us. Um, it's still harder to like, we could have it make a picture that we want, uh, right? We're starting to get to animations and, and, and video. It can't put all of those together yet, but something like write me a story about, I don't know, about Lincoln Mark going to the bookstore to buy books find the hardcover of that one hardcover that Mark can't find. It's a grand adventure and make it 15,000 words. I don't know. It'll, it'll do it, <laughs> you know? And you can just kind of, it's weird. Like imagine going to TikTok and just asking it what you want to see. And then it just gets created on the spot. <laughs> like, I don't know. Our conversations about these things are going to be very different in the future. If we, if we're able to do stuff that's catered. I don't. I. I do not believe that we'll replace authors and producers and directors and actors and all that stuff, but there's still that part of, like, like, just like we like roguelikes, <laughs> like life will have more elements like that, where it's like, nah, just random, make something up for me, you know, like mix it up, and then you just get something completely different and also unique, for you. It's um, future is interesting <laughs> it's looking interesting yeah but it can still be meaningful all the same things we've talked about with the books uh can can apply especially if it's like written for you like percy jackson sounds like it's written for you mark <laughs> oh 100 <laughs> i am percy jackson you know plot twist everybody yeah <laughs> oh mark pj queeties now i get it yeah it's all See, coming together it's all, it's all coming together guys <laughs> okay so are those your those your favorite books for sure like just just double checking okay okay and and your favorite are still the what's the series called again the something the locked tomb locked tomb that is that is my current favorite series my my probably of all time favorite series is uh oh gosh what is the series called um what's one of the books just the first one is Rhapsody. It's by Elizabeth Hayden. It's a like a mid '90s fantasy series um, that I started reading as a kid. Fell in love with it. It fell in love with it. I have read it every couple of years. Um, actually, we talked about this a couple of years ago, where I discovered that there were three more books in the series <laughs> that I had ne- I had never read, and I was like, "What the fuck!" So I went and I got them on. A similar thing happened happened last week. I'm still looking for like actual. I don't even know if they ever got like print published because I'm like, (laughs) where do I fucking buy this? Um, But that's, I mean, those physical copies, paperback copies, because I want them to match. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's my white whale at this point. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, we did the same thing last week with the um, the. His Dark Materials trilogy. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, there's three more books." You're like, "What?" <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta find those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is a cool deep dive into into books. Don't get people's yums. There are many different reasons yeah, why the, we like them the and they're take, meaningful. The takeaway here, I feel, don't be like me. Don't make a, a stinky face when somebody tells you that they <laughs> like a book that you're not a fan of. Ask them what they like about it. 
because yep. that is going to give you such a juicy conversation and that's yep. going to open up the ability to talk about other series and other books and make book recommendations which is my favorite thing um but to understand more deeply like what a person like th the singular book it doesn't it doesn't matter like what yep. about it resonates with you what about it yep. makes you light up that you would tell me like oh i just read it or that's my favorite book like i want to know why um so yeah don't be like me don't make a stinky face make a hmm curious face and then ask questions and hey you open that door and maybe you'll be lucky enough that you'll find out you both actually hate the same things about the book and then you can also yeah. take shit all over that book too yeah yes. you can do both absolutely <laughs> All right, that's a good takeaway. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. Um, remember, for more uh, conversations like this, you want to join conversations with our community, the links are in the show notes to our Discord or Facebook group. Um, email us, let us know what's up. Join, you know, join the forums. Um, for more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Remember to geek out and do good. Please send your reading recommendations, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.